0: This is 105.9 The Region, where parents talk and explore practical, proactive and evidence-based solutions. This is Where Parents Talk with Leanne Castellino.
1: Great to have you along for this edition of Where Parents Talk. I'm Leanne Castellino and you're listening to us on 105.9 The Region. On today's show, parenting in the public eye. Politics is one of those professions known for being unkind to families. Our guest today has blazed her own path as a young politician and a federal member of Parliament. The Honourable Karina Gould is also a young mother who is set to have a second baby in 2024. Her expanding family comes as she embarks on a new role as Government House Leader. Minister Gould has previously served as Minister of Families, Children and Social Development, Minister of International Development and Minister of Democratic Institutions. During a cabinet shuffle in 2023, she was moved to the role of leader of the government, tasked with managing the government's day-to-day business in the House of Commons. Minister Gould joins us today from her home riding of Burlington, Ontario. Thank you for being with us.
2: Oh, Thanks for having me.
1: Minister Gould, what came first for you? Your desire to pursue a career in politics or an intention to eventually become a parent?
2: Um, well, I think I wanted to do both. Um, I don't think it was like one or the other. Um, I mean, I, I guess I always wanted to have a family and I didn't always think I was going to go into politics. But, um, you know, I always wanted to have a career and have a family. So,
1: So as you kind of got closer to realizing both of those roles, what kind of preparation, if any, did you undertake?
2: Well, I'm not sure that anyone can properly prepare to become a parent because uh, it's nothing of what anyone expects, I'm sure. um, but, uh, you know, my husband and i were were very clear that um we wanted to have a family, and that was kind of like a, you know, i I really want to support you. I want you uh, to do well and pursue um your career, and i'll I'll always do that. But you know, starting a family is is um really important. And so, um, for me, uh, getting into politics at a rather young age, um, I didn't wanna be in a place where I had had this great career and kind of missed my opportunity to have children. Um, so I always knew that was part of the plan, um, but I didn't have a lot of role models to look to. There weren't that many people who who came before me. So um, in terms of preparation, I mean, there weren't that many people to, to ask for advice in terms of how, um, to do it. Um, but, you know, I, I relied heavily on Sheila Copps, um, who was the first member of parliament to have a baby back in 1988. Um, and so I talked to her quite a bit. I talked to Laurel Broughton, who was a cabinet minister in Ontario, um, about her experience. Um, but that all kind of happened after I was already pregnant, right? Like I'm not sure that there was much like <laughs> preparation that I could have done to prepare for both, because I didn't know exactly when it was going to happen or if it was going to happen, right? So um, I waited until I was already um, you know, expecting to have those conversations.
1: Now in 2018, you became the first politician holding office at the federal level in Canada to have a baby. And I'm curious as to what that experience taught you both as a politician and as a mother that you continue to apply today?
2: Oh, well, I mean, it taught me a lot. Um, It taught me to um, be more judicious in the choices that I make with my time. Um, You know, as a politician, you are stretched in every direction. Uh, There's there's never a moment that you can't fill um, with either an event or meeting someone or being briefed or whatever the case may be. And uh, it made me uh, learn to say no to a lot more things because I, you know, had to take care of this small human that was completely dependent on me. Um, So that's something that I've, I've carried forward. And I think the other thing that I found for me is it actually like gave me more balance because it gave me more perspective in terms of what were things that were truly important to do, what were things that were nice to do and what were things that, you know, were maybe time fillers and not necessary um, to do and to make sure that, you know, as much as I could, I, you know, I prioritized um, my family and when you have an infant um, they make it pretty clear who the priority is. Right. So um, that's something that I definitely learned and have carried through and then the other thing that I learned cuz I put a lot of pressure on myself to return to work pretty quickly the first time um and uh I I realized that um like nobody is irreplaceable right so even if you think I'm the only person in the world who can do this and get this done um actually that's that's not the case right like there's always someone who can fill in for you um and uh, and and that was also a, a good lesson, I think, in humility, um, and also trusting my colleagues in the team, right, to carry things forward, even if I wasn't there. I mean, I was kind of in the background on the phone, on email, and stuff. But you know, even if I wasn't the one, you know, shepherding legislation through the House for a couple of months, um, there were other people who who were doing it and who I could trust and and work with.
1: Now you are just a few months away from your having your second baby. And I wonder, is your approach going to change at all? It sounds like you learned a lot uh, before, during, and after your first. But yeah. is there anything that you're going to tweak that you're going to uh, adapt in any way?
2: Yeah, I'm going to change a lot. Um, you know, the first time um, when I had my son, uh, I came back to work after 10 weeks. Um, and and really, when I say that, I came back to Ottawa. Like, I I was working in the, consti- in the constituency in Burlington four weeks after Um, I delivered going to events and, um, working in the office and, and all of that stuff. And I'm, I'm not going to do it the same way again. It was, it was too much. It was really, really hard. Um, and it wasn't necessary, but I thought it was, I thought that's what I had to do because nobody had done it before. So I didn't feel like I had the permission, uh, to take more time and to take the time that I needed. So. Now that it's the second time um, and we've been through that first experience, um, I was very clear uh, with the prime minister and he was completely supportive that I was going to take six months away from my ministerial role Um, because we now have a virtual hybrid option for parliament. I can actually vote um, from home. So I'm I'm still able to participate as a parliamentarian, which I wasn't able to do the first time. So it actually... May means that I can still fulfill my duties as a member of Parliament, even if I'm not physically in Ottawa with voting. So it's going to be a very different experience and um, one that I think will be a lot more manageable for, for my family. We are
1: in conversation with the Honourable Karina Gould, Government
2: House Leader, mother
1: of one with another baby on the way. I'm Leanne Castellino, and this is Where Parents Talk. In 2015, at the age of 27, you became the youngest cabinet minister in Canadian history. In what ways have you had to change or manage your relationship with your husband and your son?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, politics is hard on families, right? It really is. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to explain just how demanding it is and how much time you spend away from your family, um, because it's different than kind of any other job out there. Um, and, you know, it's really about serving the public. Uh, like, I mean, if I, if I go back to what the days were like in, uh, in 2018 and 2019, when I had like an infant and, um, and uh, you know, a toddler, um, you know, my, my husband and son came to Ottawa with me. Um, you know, I went back when Oliver was just about three months old. Um, my husband and Oliver came to Parliament Hill with me every day. Um, my husband kind of waited in the wings, um, while I was either in the house of commons or in a cabinet meeting and would send pages in with notes to say like, oh, time to feed your son. Um, and so I either dash out and grab him and nurse him or on a number of occasions bring him into the house of commons. Um, and nurse him there because at the time too, um, when we were voting, we weren't allowed to leave our seats. So if you got up and left, then your vote didn't count or you wouldn't be able to vote in the next one. And so it took, you know, usually between eight and 12 minutes per vote. And sometimes we'd have hours of voting. So I would like run out, grab my son, bring him in and have him in there for votes so that I could nurse him while I was voting. Um, So it was a pretty intense time. Um, And then as, you know, he got a little bit older, um, they didn't have to come to Parliament with me. And so, you know, I would wake up in the morning, pump before I left, right, pump throughout the day and, uh, you know, make sure that, um, you know, he was getting what he needed. But it was it was pretty challenging um, to manage that. Uh, And then, of course, you're not in Ottawa all the time. You have to go home to your constituency as well when the house isn't sitting. And so we were traveling a lot. Like we were like this little traveling circus, <laughs> you know, my husband, <laughs> my son and I um, I became, became really efficient um, at uh, putting everything I needed on a stroller and packing everything um, that I needed. But uh, it, it was a lot and it was a lot to ask of, of my husband as well. And he was amazing, right? Like he was totally like super dad, super husband, but, uh, we recognize that we can't do that again now my and my my son now is 5 years old and so we can't really ask him to do that right now either so we need to do things differently so that's really an interesting story that
1: they they moved to ottawa with you for that period of time at what point in your pregnancy or after the baby was born did you and your husband make that decision that you know what we're going to move and this is how it's going to work for all of us to survive this
2: Uh, Very early on, right? Like we did that very early on recognizing that um, that was the only way that it was it was going to work. And and as I said, back in 2018, I didn't I didn't have any other option, really, um, because there was no parental leave for members of parliament. Um, there was no uh, way to participate as an MP if you weren't physically present uh, in the House of Commons. And now both of those things have changed. So one of the things that I worked on with um, then government house leader, Bartis Chagger, as well as the house leader of the official opposition, Candace Bergen, was bringing in parental leave for members of parliament. Um, so MPs could now, if they wanted to take up to a year parental leave, there aren't many MPs that are probably gonna take that much time, but the fact is it exists now. It didn't exist before. And so again, that's like another way to give people permission to actually do this because if it doesn't exist, you think, well, I, I can't, right? Like this institution isn't built for someone who, um, who wants to be a new parent, right? And then the other thing is about voting, right? I, I wouldn't be able to vote if I wasn't physically seated in my seat in the House of Commons. The pandemic changed that because none of us could be there. And so the House of Commons actually developed um, a voting app and a way to do that. And uh, this past June, the House of Commons actually made that permanent. And so we've seen, and this is really cool for me, a number of other MPs who have been able to have babies and vote remotely, right? And for some of them who are coming from really far away, like. You're not allowed to travel after thirty six weeks, right? And so I'm from the Toronto area from Burlington. So when I wasn't allowed to fly anymore, I took the train to Ottawa until I was thirty nine weeks pregnant. Um and then just so happened that my fortieth week was um not a sitting week, so I was home. Um but, you know, there's there's just so many things that have changed that now make it easier. And, you know, there's two conservative MPs, I think a block MP and an NDP MP, just in the last two years who've all had babies. And they've all been able, to participate because we've changed how we operate. So that's pretty neat.
1: Is there anything else that you would like to see implemented either in the short or the long term to further support uh, other mothers who are politicians and perhaps fathers who are politicians as well?
2: Well, I think we've made some really good progress. What I would say is that it hasn't trickled down to other levels of government necessarily. So I think at the federal level, we've really demonstrated that you can make these changes and like the institution isn't going to fall apart in fact you're actually going to get better representation in the chamber because you're going to have more diversity people with different lived experiences i think it's really good to have young moms in politics because guess what there's lots of young moms out there and they need to have a voice in that space but we haven't really seen that at the provincial or municipal level and so I think it's something for other levels of government to really think about how they can adapt as well. Um, there's probably a few other things, but honestly, having parental leave and having a virtual option for voting, because that was the big stumbling block, is how do you make sure that someone can continue to vote if they're not physically there? So these are huge changes that I think is going to have a really positive impact. Time for a short break.
1: More of our conversation with Minister Karina Gould, Government House Leader and Mother, when we come back. Stay with us.
0: Want to learn more about the show? Email info at whereparentstalk.com. Stick around. Leanne Castellino and Where Parents Talk will be right back on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to Where Parents Talk. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Here's Leanne Castellino.
1: Welcome back. We are unpacking what being a parent in the public eye can look like. I'm Leanne Castellino. Our guest is a senior cabinet minister in the Justin Trudeau government. The Honorable Karina Gould has held several portfolios and currently serves as government house leader. Now, Minister Gould, could you paint a picture for us of what a typical work schedule looks like for you?
2: Now, I travel to Ottawa Monday morning and I come home Thursday night. So what I try to do is when I'm in Ottawa, I'm working, right? Like from dawn until, I won't even say dusk, like until whatever, you know, midnight falls. Um, You know, I'm, I'm working, I'm on, I am totally, you know into um, parliament and whatever responsibilities I have at the time Um, and I try to be really focused there so that when I'm home I can be much more present um, you know for my family. I still have obligations in the community when I'm here um, but I try to really carve out time to make sure that you know, I'm spending time with my son and my husband, um, probably more my son than my husband, um, but, uh, you know, I try to make sure that, um, you know, my son has activities on the weekend. I'm the one that takes him, right, um, that we're having that special time and um, really making sure as much as I possibly can that he gets the time that he needs with me and that it's really um, meaningful. And then when I'm in Ottawa, like I call home every day, right? And it's a bit easier now that my son is five. It was a lot harder when he was uh, little and couldn't engage in FaceTime or WhatsApp or whatever. Um, but uh, I think that's really important is to stay connected um, to home as well.
1: As a mother and a politician, you talked about the various challenges that uh, that you face on a daily basis. Could you pinpoint one in particular that you find particularly challenging? Um, and I'm thinking about, you know, you talked about time, but is there anything else that you say to yourself, wow, I wish I could find a way to conquer that, or I have tried to find a way to conquer it, and this is what I'm doing to uh, to address it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's important to have a strong support network um, because there are so many times where you have to kind of drop everything and you're called to travel or to go to ottawa or whatever the case may be and so um that's one of the more challenging things when you have um a child and um you know my husband also like needs his own time like he's doing the primary caregiving while um i am away so either when i'm in ottawa or when i'm on the road for ministerial duties um so it's making sure that like he has the space and the time that he needs um as well and i think for me it's like having that network of support so for example last week um you know my husband was out of the country and uh, i was called to ottawa for the cabinet shuffle and so it's like okay i got to figure out um you know how, how I'm going to bring my son what's he going to do who's going to be there fortunately you know I have family that lives in Ottawa that can help as well um but it's really drawing on that village um of people because I'm not in a position where I can just drop everything and and leave and go somewhere because I you know I have to care for, for, um, for my family. Right. So, um, so it's really kind of navigating through that. That's, that's tricky. I mean, time is the big one because it's, 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 it's finite and, um, you know, there's never enough of it to do everything that you want to do. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's managing that kind of, You know, that time, but also the spontaneity of the job as well, because it's hard to plan. It's really hard to plan because things change all the time. Um, And so that's tricky. But, um, you know, really having that strong support network and that village of people is really important.
1: Minister Gould, what would you say that you have learned about yourself as you continue to navigate both these roles?
2: Um so I've learned that I'm capable of a lot, but not everything. Um, and and that, you know, I have to, um, you know, be, um, like I have to be mindful of how, how thin I stretch myself. Like I'm someone who, um, is definitely a workaholic, like will give a thousand and a hundred percent of myself to whatever it is that I'm doing, but I also need to recognize like, you know, where, and, and something that I've, you know, gotten better at over the years is making sure that I'm, you know, seeing where those signs are of saying, okay, I need to take a break. I need to take a moment because I'm not going to be good for either myself, my family, or my constituents. Um, and so that's, that's an important learning. Um, and then I would say, you know, a couple of the other things are that um, it's it's okay to say when something is hard or when you need help. Um, that was one thing that I really learned uh, after having a baby, um, The well, the first time, the only time that I've been one so far, um, is that, you know, you have to ask for help when you need it because otherwise you're, you're, you're just gonna burn out. And so, um, and that's um, something that I don't think I did as much before, but now um, I'm you know much better to say, okay, this is where I need help. This is where, you know, I need extra support if I'm gonna be successful in these roles.
1: This is Where Parents Talk here on 1059 The Region. I'm Leanne Castellino, in conversation with government House Leader, the Honorable Karina Gould. She represents the riding of Burlington, Ontario, which is also her hometown. One of the challenges that many of us saw you grappling with for days and weeks was the whole passport crisis during the pandemic. What was the impact of that difficult period on you and your
2: family life? Well, my husband uh, took on a lot of the um, care responsibilities during that time because I was, you know, I, I was working 24 seven um to solve that crisis and to and and we did solve that crisis so that's you know i'm sorry we went through it but glad that we got through it Um, but, uh, you know, really, I mean, that was me relying heavily, um, you know, on my husband as the person who, um, you know, made sure that everything was working at home and that our son was well cared for. Um, so yeah, I mean, in, in that time it was, I was really fortunate to have such a strong supportive partner.
1: Was there ever, or has there ever been a point in in your career so far as a mom and as a politician where you've said to yourself, you know what? this is way too much for me. I I think I, I have to step back or, you know, um, do something different, uh, or less, uh, time consuming and
2: taxing. Has that thought ever crossed your mind? Not really. Um, (laughs) Um, I, you know, I, uh, it like there have been hard moments for sure. Right. Like there have been really, really hard moments. Um, and there have been moments where, you know, it's, it's been very heavy and, and challenging and difficult. Um, but, you know, I'm someone who is, you know, persistent and likes to persevere and to solve challenges. Um, and so, no, I haven't really thought like, this is too much and I can't do it. But what I will say is when I thought about what my next maternity leave will be, it was, there's no way I can do what I did the first time. Right. And I can really say that, now with clear hindsight if you had asked me in the moment i would have told you i was fine right um even though i i I really wasn't um and i can see that now but i needed the clarity of hindsight to see that and to understand it and to understand the impact that it had um you know on on my family as a whole um and so So, no, I don't think I've been in a place where I've said this is too much and I can't do it. But I've now been able to recognize what I what I don't want to do and what I shouldn't do.
1: Now, you shared that you didn't have any direct role models per se to learn from, apart from a few female colleagues who preceded you. How much then did your childhood and how you were raised influence how you're raising
2: your son? Well, that's a great question. So my mom was like superwoman. Um, She had four kids. She was a small business owner and she literally did it all. And so I think I just assumed that uh, I would follow in her footsteps um, and that she would be there guiding me through the process. Unfortunately, my mom passed away of cancer two months before my son was born. So, and very, very suddenly. Um, Like she was diagnosed very quickly with stage four cancer um, and and passed away very unexpectedly in a very short period of time. And so, you know, I think think my image of what I was going to be like as a mom was very much influenced by my own mother, who I have total admiration and respect for and assumed that she would just be telling me what to do and, and how to do it. Um, But unfortunately, I lost her before I could ask a lot of those questions. So um, I, uh, I still draw on that, but I marvel at how she did it all. Any advice that you'd like
1: to share with other women, other men, parents who are contemplating a career
2: move, be it in politics or something else? Sure. So, I mean, you can do it, but it will be hard, right? Like, I don't want anyone to think that this is that this is easy and um, that it doesn't come with a lot of challenges and a lot of sacrifice. And um, you need to, you you mentioned at the beginning that my husband and I talked about it. You have to talk to your partner about it um, because it's such a demanding career. It's such a demanding position that it requires so much of your spouse, whether you're male or female, right? Um, You're away from home a lot there's conversations about whether you move your family to Ottawa, what impact that has on you and on your community. Um, And so I don't want anyone to think they can't do it. You absolutely can, but it will be hard, right? And so that's a decision that you have to take. And like, you know, anyone who is a parent knows that parenting is hard, even in the best of circumstances, right? Um, Having a baby completely changes your life in ways you can never imagine before you have a baby. Um, and then if you add on, um, a very demanding high profile career, it's hard, right? But it is possible and it is doable. And I really think, um, because of the changes that have been made since I had my first child, um, it's more doable than it ever has been before. And I would say that like societal Expectations are 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 very supportive of it, right? Like I was really worried that people were going to be like, "Oh, well, you know, she's had a baby, like that's it, her career is over." And actually, people have been so supportive, and I would say that, like, particularly women in my community have been just absolute champions for me because they're really proud to see, you know, a woman in a leadership position so publicly go through this, um, and you know. And and I think it gives them like pride and hope. Um, And, you know, our job is to blow the doors open, right? Keep them open and and pull people through. And I'm, I'm really excited about those changes. And so I don't want anyone to think it's easy. It's not, but it is doable. The Honorable Karina Gould, Government
1: House Leader, thank you so much for taking the time to share your lived experience with us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Leanne. Catch the full video interview with Minister Gould at WhereParentsTalk.com. That is this edition of Where Parents Talk. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Leanne Castellino. Happy parenting.
0: Sign up for Leanne's parenting newsletter and so much more at WhereParentsTalk.com. This is Where Parents Talk on 105.9 The Region.